Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, heroes? Welcome to the My Hero Academia After Show. We're talking episode 23. Let it flow. Sorry, I had to. Uh, school festival. Uh, if you didn't catch last week's episode and this format is new to you, we are practicing our social distancing and doing the show remotely, but the team is all here. All pro, pro heroes are present. Uh, so let's go around and say uh, your name and what you thought of the episode. Let's start, Jamie. What's up, guys? Um, from my home. Okay, so this episode is super cute. We finally get class 1A. Um, and we also saw the other performance from the other class as well. But I loved seeing uh, Jiro perform. And I just loved seeing um, Ari smile, all that good stuff. And I know we'll get into more of that. But yeah. Ollie. Oh my gosh. I, I completely agree with Jamie. Uh, I'm Ollie Drennan. Sorry. Who are you? Honestly, arguably, this was probably my favorite episode of the season. Like, I legit cried watching the performance and what it meant and just how everyone reacted to it. Let me tell you about Jiro. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. I mean, come on now. It was amazing, guys. And it was beautiful. We got to see my girl, Nezure Slay. And obviously, I agree, Jamie. Aerie smiled and just seeing the characters like try to fight back their tears as I was doing while watching this episode, hands down my favorite episode of this season. It was so good. So good. Hi, Veronica. Yeah, I mean, I share similar sentiments as basically everyone. Hey everyone, Veronica Lindsay here. Uh, this episode was so good. It probably definitely was my favorite episode of season four, just because you know, obviously we love the fact that My Hero is such a good balance of character development, action, and these fun moments, but this season has been so action-centric, especially in the beginning half of the episode. I'm happy that we just kind of got to experience fun. We got to experience the characters having fun and just, you know, living like normal kids for once after such a crazy year. And it was just so emotional, just the song, the smiles, just everyone just having the time of their lives. It was such a great episode. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, second, third and fourth, all of those, I thought it was so fun. And it was nice to have our kids be kids. Uh, I also got emotional during the show, the show performance and Miriam's like gonna cry. I'm like, no. I want to try to, but like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, they needed this. So it's, you know what it is? It's just that, oh, finally we can breathe that we've been waiting for this and we finally get it. Uh, we do have a live chat going. Welcome everybody who's joining us live and in the live chat. Yay. Uh, keep chiming in. If you're watching later, comment down below. Uh, I know we all got a bit more time maybe lately to watch anime and talk about anime. So let's <laughs> The other thing, too, I really liked, uh, what do we all think? Like, so at the beginning, we get gentle. He turns himself in, which was nice. And then, oh, no, 
Uh, I just brainwashed an innocent girl. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he was doing anything and everything to just get the heat off of La Brava. And I don't know, it was hard. It's kind of hard to watch because you don't, I still don't really know where they're going from here. Um, I feel like even Deku was kind of trying his best to kind of lessen the heat off of them. So it was just a lot to kind of like take in because I don't know what's going to happen to La Brava necessarily um, because she is just completely in love with him and he's probably going to get locked up at some point. So it was just a really interesting kind of scene to digest because you don't want to see them, you don't want to see them negatively impacted by any means, neither of the two characters, or at least I don't, because I really actually like those characters. Yeah, I think that this whole encounter kind of made me respect Gentle, just because like, as we said throughout, you know, learning about these characters, they're not malicious, they're not like every other villain that we've seen. And the fact that, you know, throughout their entire partnership, Gentle was obviously very selfish, just trying to gain his goals. And like, you know, just having the Brava come to the side, he kind of like, took her care, her like caring nature and like her support for for granted sometimes. And I can respect that this was the instance where he realized I can't be selfish anymore. I need to protect La Brava because she is innocent. This is this was my greed coming to play. And yeah, I, I respect him for basically just trying as much as he can to protect her in that moment, as well as Midoriya realizing that these two criminals are not like all the other criminals and they this very well could have been me had I not gone down the path that I did. So just a lot of, you know, kind of respect for these characters taking the higher ground in that scene. Yeah. Jamie. Much agree. You know, it's like, you could just tell everyone was torn between the two. And I love how Deku recognizes like, they're not much different from me at all. And so it just it makes me wonder, cause like when uh, La Brava was being interrogated, and maybe this could be predictions, but I'm just wondering like what path she's gonna go down and like what lengths she'll go to be with um, Gentle. So, yeah. Yeah, cause they even asked, I like that you brought that up because they even asked her, uh, you could do, use this, your abilities, your CR hacking for good. And she declined. She didn't want to go down that road. She just literally will do anything and everything just to be associated with Gentle cause she loves him. You know, and it really sucks because her quirk is linked to love. And obviously he's the only one that she loves. Or if you love yourself, maybe that's I know, she, she like really I'm loves in love with me. I almost thought they would say, we will lessen his sentence if him, like, okay, he'll get a shorter sentence. Pearson Pham says the relationship is a little weird in my opinion. Uh, Stephen B says, I don't think it's toxic. What do you all think? I mean, I, I had... I always thought it was kind of creepy at first, but I think, I think like a couple episodes back, we just kind of realized like she is older than we thought. So that kind of, for me, erased the kind of pedophilia <laughs> that I thought it was. And then, um, I don't know. I mean, I could see this as, as to toxic, I guess, because they, they're, uh, what's that word? Codependent? They're codependent yeah. on each other? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say toxic, but I do agree with you, Jamie, in that they are definitely codependent on each other and they need to kind of learn to live outside of each other as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that whatever ends up happening to them after this encounter is definitely going to help them grow in that aspect, at least I hope. But I don't know. I The relationship might be a little odd because they were just so dependent on each other, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Holly. 
No, I agree. I don't think it's toxic because LaBrava was the one who found him in the first place. And there's no abuse. There's no mental or physical abuse. Regard- and she, she's so willing and, you know, he's willing to uh, accept her for who she is. And she helped him and they he helped her. So they literally supported, supported each other. So I agree that I don't see it as being toxic. I think it's more so like they I agree they need to grow into their own characters and not be like an actual item. I mean, yeah, be a duo and be partners and whatnot, but I feel like they would be like the type to have like a joint Facebook account, you know, like a joint Instagram. That's not, that is right. That's where I'm drawing the line, you know? So I do, <laughs> I'm interested in seeing them kind of potentially grow. I still want them to be together, but I want them to kind of still be seen as individuals. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't say it's toxic because I, I agree because she did seek him out. A um, couple interesting other things from the chat. Um, the police clap says, I think it's unhealthy, but it was kind of needed for La Brava in that moment. And also goes on to um, Marcus Richie Pusik, and it works. It's like it weirdly works out well together. But I do think going forward, she needs to be able to survive without him, not forget about him, but be able to go on with her life and not have him be so dominant in her life. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. She's still um, young. <laughs> yeah. Pretty young. Which actually, speaking of support, um, it was mentioned earlier, but I did want to say also that I thought it was great how Deku actually covers for Gentle. He goes, yeah, we just had a little argument. It's fine. I was like, okay. Okay, go back. Like, that was the smart thing to do in this situation. He said, like, it was an, a villain. They'd shut the festival down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he, Deku also realizes that that's, and he says out loud, which we talked about last week, is how he is so similar to Gentle, and that could have been a path that Deku could have gone down. So they're not so different. Um, also, did anybody like that nobody was really seriously worried about Deku before the event? They all, they all kind of were like, oh, where is he? Where is he? But no one's going, oh, wait, villains. They're always around. I don't know. I feel like... Midori at this point just gets himself into such compromising situations that he always ends up missing and it's like oh Midoriya oh it's just Midoriya oh he goes missing oh you know it's no no issue it always happens plus they're probably just so focused on the festival too that's like yeah. yeah um which semi later but kind of tied into that moment uh, I like how Hound Dog when he's talking to Deku at some point is like please tell us we if it is a fight we want to help you that's like what we're here for so i appreciated the adult saying not necessarily you were wrong to fight but we're here to support that so call on us next time so did you guys appreciate that that you know because sometimes it's just the older person generally scolds the younger person like you got in a fight rah, 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 compared to i want to help you like please tell me so i can help you next time yeah. I feel like he was kind of dramatic, but I got I got what he was saying. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I I think it's great that obviously UA has such a great support system in their heroes and their staff that they want to help out as best that they can. But I think as we had already kind of mentioned, that so much was riding on this, so many, so many people's happiness and hard work depended on the school festival happening that Deku would try anything to not compromise that. And obviously by 
going forward and getting assistance and saying, hey, these villains were trying to sneak into UA, you know, they would obviously have to do what they need to do in order to handle the situation that would in turn cause the festival to not happen, which would just yeah. ruin everybody. Right. Well, I was gonna say, speaking of, the next big thing that happens is Showtime. On a scale of one to 10, how satisfied are we with how their production turned out? Beyond plus ultra. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, please leave a comment down below what did you think of the actual performance because you know in some anime when they lead up to the best song or the best whatever and you see and you're like it's okay or they don't even show it at all so I'm glad we actually got a performance Mm -hmm. it was really good yeah Um, and and you know what like with certain dubs I like well, because like this was clearly subbed, but I like when you hear beautiful um, whoever sang her her song. I thought the performance, the the laser beams, it was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, her the singer for Juro for that song is Chrissy Costanza. Sing, so. Chrissy. Yeah. And like, she's, she's been around guys. Like she was a YouTube personality. She would do like covers of hit songs with Sam Sweet and like Kurt Hugo Schneider. So when I saw her name, I was like, oh my gosh, like dream. Was a- really? Wow. Uh, agree. She, uh, one- <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. I'm just looking at the chats. Dragon video said I cringed when Mineta came into the scene. He uh, always has to ruin things. Like, All the like, things. Side eye. It was so, I know, side eyed, right? It's like that one member in the band that you just don't like, or it's like your least favorite. You're just like, ugh. But the song was so good. I just didn't want it to end the performance. It was beautiful. I want that song. Like, I want the actual, give me the link. I want to download it. I want it on my iTunes, my Spotify. If anyone has any info where I can get the actual song, because... I loved it. I'll and I just, you, I literally, yeah, please. Uh, I teared up though at the backstory, which we'll talk about with Jiro re- uh, coming out to her parents about her wanting to be a hero, not a musician. And I was crying, but also I was like, oh man, like I wish we got this sooner or something because um, I wanted to listen to the dang song. It was getting into like the interlude or something, but it was beautiful. And I love that Jiro just got to rock out with all our classmates. I am upset that they're no longer going on tour due to coronavirus. I got my <laughs> tickets ready, guys. But obviously, we want to be safe in quarantine and lockdown. But hopefully, they can come back <laughs> for their tour dates. Yeah. But yes, I am a hardcore. Uh, their, t- their name was like A-Band or something. A-Band. Yeah, that was cute. So cute. Like so cute. Uh, I, Go ahead, Veronica. I was just gonna say, I have two things in regards to this performance. So the first thing that was on my mind, actually, uh, Marcus Ritchie brought up in the chat is saying, this was satisfying because in the manga, parts of the chapter weren't fully drawn yet. And I was, this was something I was curious about because if this was an anime from a couple of years ago, we would watch and be like, oh, is this filler? Because, you know, it kind of takes a step away from, I guess, like the main storyline. So I was wondering, oh, is this considered filler? But I'm happy to see that it wasn't, that this was actually part of the ongoing story. And then second, yeah, just, I agree with Ollie. This performance was beautiful. Just the visuals that we got to see, the music really made it super emotional like i was tearing up because it was it was really something to watch obviously 
Aerie smiling and, you know, Mirio being so excited that Aerie is finally getting to live the life of a normal young girl, getting to experience all this fun and excitement that she never got to experience. And it was just such a, it was so good. I just, Mm -hmm. again, favorite episode. Like, I want to, I want to relive it. I know, right? (laughs) And also, it must be, mean so much to, like, fans of the manga who've read this, obviously, before seeing the actual anime, because it didn't exist, because you actually get to see the scenes animated, and, like, like, I don't read the manga, but I can only imagine what it means to those fans of the manga who get to see these finally animated, and also, like, fight scenes that happen in this, in this uh, season, so it just, probably means even it's even more special for them so i need to read the manga now because i'm guys are making me so excited yeah i will say like when i when i was watching the scene with uh mirio and airy i was holding it together but <laughs> when he said like deku do you see this and he made that face i was like why oh, and then that's when i did it i was like see they did that on purpose so i yeah. held it together for the most part but that was it that's what did it um, I was kind of wondering this. Ace Trainer says, in case you were wondering, Momo is getting her name cheered because of the beauty commercial back in season two. Oh, oh yeah. She was getting cheered. <laughs> she's probably well, one, she's super popular, but I love it because she's so humble about it. You know, like she's, yeah. she's not like, oh, yes. Like, mm. yeah, no, she's like, yeah, she's great. Momo. Uh, Jared in the chat says, uh, back to gentle they both fought their hardest when it was for someone else and then lo- during the dance love that Ida's entire routine was doing the roba I did notice that too <laughs> I will say some of those guys could not dance just saying <laughs> they tried their hardest Ollie yeah. a, lot of a for effort a for effort but Mina Mina was the hands down the the main dancer for sure mm-hmm. absolutely Class one A right because everyone got their moment to shine. Everybody did something impressive show. So they definitely definitely plus ultra 10 out of 10 amazing performance. Uh, One one more thing I do want to say about this performance is just about the song. Like I don't know about you guys, but obviously this episode came out yesterday, so we're in the year 2020, but something about that scene made me feel super nostalgic. And I don't know if it's just nostalgic. It had that that sound that was very reminiscent of that time, kind of like that uh, simpler time, I guess, like for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So that, that was another reason that added to the emotion is because I just really got those sentiments of nostalgia, even though this isn't something that came from my childhood. Yeah. Right. No, I... I piggybacking off of that I agree especially in the time that we're in obviously we're like locked indoors and nostalgia is something that's very important for a lot of people right now because we're Mm -hmm. stuck in our houses unless we're still at have to work you know um shout out to all the amazing hardworking people out uh, out there that have to because they have money or they need money um but yeah even when Jiro in the past episode talked or she was like asked to sing for the first time when she sang in English and uh, someone in the chat during that episode brought up because it's there's something about like the English English language that is kind of like universal like a lot of people are like I don't know I don't, I don't really know the linguistics of it all but yeah it's also makes it more emotions emotional for like Americans fans because we know we can understand it um yeah, yeah. it, it um, reminded me of um the nostalgia because I remember like just for me like just when I hear anyone any type of English and any type of anime. Um, 
for this, it reminded me of this scene in Digimon season one, which they do have on Hulu if you get the stars <laughs> plug-in. So I tried to watch it because we missed Digimon because of this stupid coronavirus. Uh, yeah, we all missed it. Sorry, I decided a little bit. But that's what it reminded me of. Um, and if you guys want to watch it, it's on Hulu, get the stars add-on. But yeah, and it was when um, Mimi sang, Mimi from season one with the cowboy hat. Yeah. I had the mic and it was when they were like, anyway, Look at it on YouTube, and <laughs> it was just so nostalgic. So, yes, it was a great feeling. Digimon <laughs> had the best music, side note. It did. Point back to my hero. But Digimon <laughs> had, like, some of the best music. Hands down. Yeah, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody, and this is Brop in the chat. Jared asked, also, did anyone notice that the invisible girl was glowing? I did notice that. She kind of yes. I'm like, what's that about? That's, That's so her cool. Plus Ultra. She did that in that London, really like cool. last season. She did like light refraction. Remember during like the, she did it. She did it before. But yeah, I was like, yes, go girl. <laughs> pretty too. I'm like, oh, what is that? But that makes sense. Um, so we brought it up. So let's get into it. Yeah, we get Jiro's backstory, which we've all been like, What's the deal? Why is, why is this so personal for her to be emotional and thinking? And we're just like, oh, okay. Like, what is it? And then we get that moment. And how incredible is it that she had these parents that are so accepting and supportive? I was, I was crying too. I was like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. It's, uh -huh. That was just so amazing to see because in anime, a lot of the times parents are absent. And I think yeah. that a lot of the time is meant to put the focus more on the young adults that the story is portraying. But I love the fact that my hero does feature parents and all of them are very supportive. And I love seeing Jero's parents fully accepting whatever she wanted to do and basically just telling her, find a way to help people, whether that's through music or through being a hero. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah no I, I i agree because also i think growing up we look at our parents for the most part or whoever your parent whether that's your mom dad or if you have like parental figures whatever uh you kind of look to that parental figure as a hero in a sense you know like so of course she doesn't want to disappoint her family because they are musicians and they're teaching her all these amazing things with all these different instruments because i think she plays like almost every single instrument but yeah, yeah. it's very touching and just seeing how accepting they were of her choices and that is just a really relatable thing. We don't want to disappoint our, our parental figures. We don't want them to disown us or be upset with us. We want to make them proud, just like they make us proud, you know, being there and raising us. So it was so touching. And it that's when I, that's when the tears just were everywhere. <laughs> right? All, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jamie. Um, I was going to say with Jiro and her parents, I... Just to piggyback off what Ollie said, like it was just really beautiful to see that she was able to open up with them because they are still very young, whereas some people take them a while. So I love that we could kind of see her character and her personality. But what I really liked is that, you know, with her, we knew her first as a hero in training. And so then we found out more about her musical talents. I like that, you know, it's like she didn't want to neglect music either. And for a minute she did. And I think that it shows you know don't let go of what you truly love too you can you can have everything you want it might take some time you know but i just i like that it shows that she went back to what she also loves which is music and she did both of them because she was trying to decide between the two and i think you know you can do what you love and and other things as well oh yeah I, her parents all children want acceptance from their parents um regardless 
of kind of the situations in some form, you know, we all want to be accepted. So that she has an environment where she could say, I'm sorry, I'm changing where I thought you wanted me to go. And they're like, no, you do what's true to your heart. It's like, oh, it's like the perfect parents that get the gold star. I'm like, oh, we all wish we could have that kind of moment. And not to say anybody's parents are like, you know, bad, better or worse or whatever, but like, this feels yes. like idealistic situation. Or even yeah. just like family in general, whatever your family is, whether you're related to them or not, you just want to, to accept you and be tolerable and just love you regardless of your life's decisions. And yeah. I also think, um, I was going to say something else, but I completely forgot as I'm talking right now. Yeah. Uh, also, no, like Jiro, Jiro, I was going to say Jiro is like in the best position possible because I mean, being a hero, you're helping people, but also musicians, uh, singers, rappers, like right now, especially in the time that we're in right now, like we look to them for like, cause music is so inspiring and it helps us get through things and it's uplifting and it's relatable. And that's something that like, we're doing a lot of right now these days, like what, wh- whoever you're into music wise, like it's inspiring. And it really influences your life. And yeah, just she's, she has it all right now. You know, she's a hero as a musician and she's a hero as in UA. Music therapy. This performance continues to grow using her musical talents and incorporating those into her hero quirk abilities. So it feels like that's kind of guiding that. And it's like, oh, she's blossoming and, you know, exploring her powers and her talents. And we're like, yes, it's great. Keep going. We're just so happy for her. Yeah. Um, also, what do we think of the play? Also, I, wanted, yeah, I actually want to see more of it. <laughs> I, I like, know. More? It, was, it was the most jumbled mess of brilliance I've ever seen in my life. We had Romeo and Juliet. We had Harry Potter. At one instance, I think we had Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted them to keep going. I wanted more. It just makes me want, and it just obviously makes me want to see more of Class B. Yeah. Well, it's nice because afterwards, some of the other students were talking and they even say, oh, it was a mess, but it was great. So mm-hmm. I think that, um, so there, I love, I love seeing, uh, like the bond that A and B kind of had too with Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu when they kind of just like, yeah, elbows or they did something and it was cute because it just goes to show that even though they are kind of like rivals, they can still make some of them can maintain like a friendship, you know, a friendly rivalry. It's, it's nice that it, everything went, it's one of those, it went as perfectly as perfectly possible. Uh, the performance was great. Everybody enjoyed it. The other class was complimenting 1A, like, oh, thank you. And that was great. And the ones who showed up to criticize, apologize, like, I'm sorry, we came in to criticize you, but it's a good show. Okay, bye. And we were like, we won. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, after that performance, you just couldn't really beat it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of a kind for sure. Was it? Um, yeah, there. It's just so cute. But then we. So, I did. This was a good example of how Momo. Uh, I mean, uh, how Minetta was using just the small sprinkle of doses. I'm like, okay, this is fine. So he's a little bit weird on stage, and then they go, "Hey, why are you rushing? Because we want good things for the beauty." Like, hey, that's a pretty funny transition, though. Okay, I'll take it. Um, so what do we all think of the beauty pageant? It was 
you know what? Good for them. I love the fact that, you know, Kendo and Nejere were able to showcase their talents. I like mm -hmm. that, you know, they had an audience and everyone cheering them on. Once again, I liked how Aerie got to see, kind of got to experience an entire festival and everything it offers and just really had a great day. And honestly, I think I ship Tanaki and Nejiro now. Mm. Oh. So cute. There are oh, some yeah. subtle hints. There are some subtle hints for sure. Uh, no, that's a good thing. I just, I didn't even think about that until you really, I'm like, oh yeah, they were kind of hinting something, but I do, I- Well, you're her on, yeah? Yeah, but uh, I will say that I wish we got more of Nejere in this season. I feel like we got so much Mirio, which is great. We got so much Tamaki, but I feel like we were kind of robbed of Nejere or like, obviously this is kind of like concerning the manga and how, how they showcase her, but- I want more Nejere for sure because we did not get her backstory or like any more scenes. She was just kind of like there and uh, kind of like beauty pageant, which was uh, still fun to see, but even the beauty pageant really wasn't showcased a whole lot. But shout out to Nejere for winning this year because she's definitely someone I'm keeping my eyes on because I love her. Yeah, her performance was beautiful. And I love how when she was, I mean, she she did look like a fairy, but I love how when she was um using her quirk, she was like, everyone's staring at me. Like, and it's like, we do need more attention on her because we never get to see her. So I yeah. totally agree. But I loved seeing her. So she looked beautiful. It was cute because she's having that. I think she's one of those, it's the nice thing where someone who's, they're beautiful inside now and she's not overly cocky about being attractive. And so when everybody's watching her, she has that, they are. Oh, and like, she just kind of lifts up even more and does her great, beautiful dance in the air with the, the rose with light. I was like, that's so creative and beautiful. Yeah, I think, uh, I guess like the takeaway from the beauty pageant and like her particular part in this is just kind of like, it's not all, well, one, she's very modest and she's very humble, but also she, it's like kind of like goes to show it's not all about like the, the flashy antics. She was very subtle with her performance and it was beautiful with her dance in the air. Whereas the winner from last year came in guns a blazing with her support thing. I was ridiculous. <laughs> So it's kind of just goes to show that, you know, uh, less is more or in that, you know, there's beauty in kind of like uh, finding kind of like the smaller things with your quirk and kind of like, she didn't do a whole lot, but people were mesmerized by her performance and it was beautiful. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because they had a moment saying she lost a lot before because she tried to be top the other one instead of just embracing what her abilities were and it's like no no, no just do your thing and yeah. that's win because they just they all have different works so it's not really you can't you know compete just do yours and that's how you'll shine mm -hmm. um, so then, yeah. <laughs> um so the candy apple guys oh yeah. why do we think thank you that was exactly my next note so we learned that Deku made it for her. I was like a hand. I haven't. I haven't heard of a handmade candy apple in so long since like my days in Virginia. Like when I was like a little little kid. Usually you just kind of see the ones that are like in the store, or they sell them at Disneyland or King's Dominion or something. But <laughs> now I want a homemade candy apple, and I'm because it looks soft. I was like, you know what candy apples are? They're really messy. They're not right. messy, but that looked really good. And all cartoon anime food looks good. I used, oh, to make, I used to make the uh, caramel with Granny Smith apple with the caramel. You dip it, hardens. My favorite. You know what? I might do that on this quarantine. <laughs> it's so easy. It's candy so easy. Candy apple's over here. 
Well, it's I cute because it. who has that forethought of like, okay, wait, they're either not going to have them or going to sell out. And when you make something for somebody, regardless of how complicated the dish is or the item is, it, there's somehow like this added specialness to it when you make it for somebody. It was just like, oh, and Aries just so excited, like, oh my goodness, it's even more sweet. And it's like, oh, we didn't know our hearts could melt even more. Yeah. I, I think this episode was just so special overall, just from watching it to even the characters. I know they're characters, but like even the characters experiencing it, it was just such a special episode. I kind of, I'm glad they showed this because I was curious. I thought Deku was buying some kind of gift for her, but it makes sense now if he was getting those kind of supplies. Yeah, um, so we talked about it a little bit more, but we the vent at the end has that post-credit scene with Gentle and La Brava being interrogated. And a moment I liked for Gentle that was great, and I want to know what you all thought of it, is the uh, gentleman interrogating Gentle says essentially that he who don't believe it, you know, essentially second chances have either given up or they're not patient enough. And I thought that was really interesting. That's not exactly what it says, but I'm um, paraphrasing. And I think for gentle, he, not like he didn't think he could have a second chance, but I think he got impatient and that's maybe why he went in different direction. What do you yeah. all think? No, I I think that makes sense. I think like he obviously wanted, we saw he wanted to be a hero so badly and it wasn't happening for him that he had to go a different route in order to make his dreams a reality. But I honestly, actually, I'll say this for predictions. That's, I'll, I'll stop there. Uh, Ollie. Uh, well, I don't know if it's more of a prediction, but I think that there's, I don't know if this exists in this world, but I feel like there needs to be, it would be interesting to see kind of make uh, I don't think they touched upon this ever. My, this is my idea. Maybe like in this world, they can have like a program for certain villains to kind of like, I don't know, they can work on some villains who are locked up and to kind of like not persuade them to be heroes, but kind of some kind of program that while they're locked up to kind of like work, th just like they do with regular inmates, like kind of like work on themselves, show them their error in their ways, help use your quirks to that'll benefit to help for the greater good. I don't know, something, some kind of program they could use. And I feel like Jungle could really benefit from that. I, I, I hope <laughs> learn he's not an evil villain. He's just one of those, just, he's straight off the path that I think he recognizes his behavior is not great. And he's the kind of criminal that could, you know, maybe he would still have to do some sort of essentially community service or training or whatever. Yeah. I do hope that this isn't a world where they discard someone. And I'm not, I don't think they do because that the guy interrogating or, you know, talking with him is just like, you can turn around. Like this isn't over. Jamie, what'd you think of the, their interrogation scenes at the end? Um, I mean, well, well, first I'm going to go back to your first um, question on, if I feel like it was him being like, if it's impatience or um, I, I do think that it's partly impatience with gentle because, you know, he wasn't patient with his dream. And I think, you know, as you get older and like everyone can relate, you feel like you need to have something done at a certain time. And, you know, then he has someone who is younger that he can kind of manipulate, not really. I mean, it's her own will, which is La Brava, but she is younger. I just feel like he kind of, again went the wrong direction I think it was just 
due to impatience. So the whole interrogation, I mean, I think I think it's not the last time that we'll see um, Gentle Criminal. And I do hope that he'll turn a new leaf. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I hope that's not a prediction, but that's what I'm thinking. All right. Any other thoughts on the episode before we get into um, predictions and our special work? This was just such a great episode. It was. It was I need that song. I've seen the song. We'll find like, it. I am my hero too. Oh. <laughs> Certified banger. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's not really any news right now. Uh, the... There was the next Faith Stay Night movie that was going to be in theaters in early April, but that's been postponed. Kind of obvious. Um, but there are other titles coming out, you know, digitally. So be on the lookout and follow us on ABTV Anime on Twitter because we'll post links to that as well because uh, it's great. We can get titles digitally now or coming onto streaming services. Um, all right. So let's get into predictions um, and now Monica. your after buzz tv predictions i love it Woo! Yes. <laughs> veronica it sounded like you had one yeah i have two so based on the end credit scene i think that the police are going to realize that la brava and gentle have potential to kind of work for, for the greater good, uh, we kind of see that when they're asking her about her hacking and why she doesn't use it for good. So I think they're going to work with them to kind of train them to be heroes, which I think they're eventually going to reach their end goal. And because next week we're learning about the rankings of the heroes, I think we're going to get a lot more with uh, Endeavor and Todoroki. And obviously everything Endeavor did in Todoroki's childhood is completely wrong. But I think if he's going to be the number one hero, he's going to realize he has a lot more responsibility and maybe that'll change his ways and, and how he deals with his relationship with the son. Ooh, I like it. Does anybody else have? I don't, I don't have many predictions per se, but um, yeah, I mean, Veronica, I get what you're saying. I, I'll just say I'll piggyback off of that. Um, and again, I don't see that it's the end for Gentle Criminal or La Brava. I could actually see them being like a, a cute kind of quirky dynamic duo for our heroes um, where they just kind of, because they have all the intel. They're just, they're just smart in that way. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's the end for them. Yeah, um, I, I feel like we won't see them for a while because I feel like they're going to like, I don't know, those characters need some like reconstruction going on right now because, um, uh, but I think like this is a perfect kind of setup going into like season five, like how they're going to leave it off of like, okay, we're going to kind of like see where everyone stands with the ranking system for pro heroes. So it makes sense. Um, it'll be interesting to expand a little bit more on Endeavor. I hope we see my girl Mount Lady because they're getting all the pro heroes. But um yeah, I, I think there's only two more episodes left, but I'm yeah. excited. I'm always excited to see what's going to come in the future of my hero. And I want to see this bunny character, okay? I don't know this character's name, but I've been hearing some things. No spoilers, but uh, I want to see this bunny character ASAP. Agreed. She looks super cool. Uh, also, we get to see Hawks, because Hawks was in the movie. And so it's oh, a yeah. character, um, more officially. Um, I think it'll be interesting to kind of wrap up the season with kind of the hero ranking. Uh, I, it probably won't have too big of a conflict, I think, in these next two episodes, but it'll be maybe more mm, social conflicts in terms of if Endeavor becomes number one, like, 
I agree, Veronica, that it's going to make him have to think more about what that means instead of just you're the best, but there's yeah. more than that. So I'm curious yeah. to see where that goes. Um, yeah. So then uh, real quick, we'll do our special word. I don't know where everybody's watching from but right now. It's raining. So our word for the day is rain, which is ame. Ame. Yeah. So if you're on Romaji, it's A-M-E. Ame. Because it's raining. Ame. Ame. If you're in Southern California. <laughs> uh, also, awesome. So if uh, let's go around, sign up where people can find you. And if there's any other shows you're watching that you want to share. Uh, Veronica. Hey, everyone. You can find me, Veronica Valencia, on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. I also recently just watched Ouch on Can't Study. It's, uh, it's a weird one, <laughs> but it was a good time. It was a good time. Nice. Ollie. Hey guys, I'm Ollie Jordan. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. Uh, send me recommendations for anime because I'm currently not watching anything other than My Hero, but maybe I'll rewatch Digimon because Jamie got me excited. I was like, oh, I want to watch yeah. Digimon now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, and I'm Jamie Gray. You can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray, J-A-I-M-I-G-R-A-Y. Also, I heard there's another good show that's on Hulu. That, I think it's called Fire Force something. Something like that, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's good. It just, it doesn't look like I'd like it, but I'm being judgmental. So I'm going to try to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, you can see Trunks a little bit. Yes. I saw him earlier. Trunks, <laughs> oh, great, yay. but T-H-A, and he keeps <laughs> wanting to bite my fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out. And my is Carrie Lane. I mean, online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Again, go follow us on ABTV Anime on Twitter because we have other press releases and announcements. Um, I'm on like episode six or so of Fire Force. I would say stick with it because they get more into the lore as the episodes go on, which makes it, um, I think, a more engaging show. The I just watched all of Beasters. Oh my goodness, that one's really good. Also stick with that one because the beginning seems like it's only going to be petty high school stuff, but it goes not that way. So it's a really good one. And you can watch that one in English or Japanese. And uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm also watching Dr. Stone, which I know I'm behind on that one, but that one's really cool. So thank you so much for watching, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us in the live chat. It really means a lot to have you all here. Um, also check out, we still have, we have a Sword Art Online after show as well. And we will see you all next week to cover the next episode of My Hero Academia. See ya. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.